I'd only seen Monticello on the back of a nickel, and there are certainly better ways to see it. If Mr. Fellum Lee, my American history teacher, is listening, sir, please close your ears. I didn't know where Monticello is, if it's in Virginia or Washington, D.C. or Maryland, but it is in Virginia. So this past week while I was preaching the Virginia United Pentecostal Church Junior High Camp, I was blessed to get to tour Monticello. My friends Travis and Amber and their kiddos and Daniel and Elizabeth drove me up there. And the greatest surprise to me was Monticello was a brick house with green shutters. For some reason, I always thought Monticello was all white brick or white stone. But while we're walking through the house, we came to what appeared to be a conference room framed paintings of George Washington and other founding fathers on the walls, and there were red chairs, red upholstered chairs all around. I wondered who had been here. Of course, Thomas Jefferson was here, but what about George Washington and Benjamin Franklin and John Adams and James Madison and all of those founding fathers? Had they been here? Was I standing in the same room where those men stood and sat and talked? And if they did talk, what did they talk about? What discussions did they have, what conversations? How did they think they were going to be able to sail us through the turbulent seas of tyranny into the open waters of independence? I wondered as I stood there if these walls could talk, what stories would they tell about Thomas Jefferson and these founding fathers who fought and lived and gave their lives for the cause of freedom. Happy July 4th to you, Simplified listeners. You are listening to L.J. Harry, and you are listening to Our Declaration of Dependence on Simplify. Thomas Jefferson, of course, was the drafter of the Declaration of Independence for these United States of America. He didn't draft it here in his house. He drafted it elsewhere. But I pictured him sitting there with sweat beating on his forehead as he dipped his quill in ink, pouring over every paragraph Wads of paper likely littered the floor all around his feet. Words on paper not powerful enough to even make the cut as the first draft. A couple companions and countrymen, his only company, as Thomas Jefferson neatly scribed a few more sentences on parchment, then handed over the finished first draft to the bespectacled Benjamin Franklin. These men were tired of the taxing and tyranny of Great Britain, so they appointed the articulate Jefferson to draft a declaration to pave this path toward America's newfound freedom. And in the declaration... Thomas Jefferson outlined the unalienable rights granted by our Creator to every man, woman, boy, and girl. Then he listed the crown's sins against humanity. Great Britain was not allowing the colonists to enjoy life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So Jefferson closed the document with a declaration of independence from Great Britain. On June 28, 1776, only 17 days after penning the first paragraph, he submitted a declaration by the representatives of the United States of America in general Congress assembled. When Congress read that, they attacked the declaration with editorial eyes. By the time they finished, Jefferson could scarcely recognize his own work. But on July 2, 1776, Congress voted nearly unanimous to declare independence from Great Britain. And they kept revisiting and revising until they had approved what we know as the Declaration of Independence. As soon as they were finished, they sent it to the printer for publication. It would serve as that compass to steer our newborn nation through those turbulent waters of tyranny into those open seas of independence. But there are two declarations in this document. The first one is obvious. It is a declaration of independence from Great Britain. The other is less obvious, but it is there. It is a declaration of dependence on God. 
Our founding fathers framed the declaration on our need for God. They alluded to God, our Creator, divine providence. They inscribed scripture on the Liberty Bell when it was cast to remind us our freedom is a gift from our God. John Adams said of the United States Constitution, Our Constitution was made for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. No matter what professor or politician or teacher might say, our nation was birthed knowing we need God. And although we're already 245 years old and we are far stronger than we were when we were born, we still need God. And I would argue we need Him more than ever. One scroll through your news feed will show a nation that has lost its moral moorings and gone adrift in a sea of tolerance. A nation full of people who are angry, enraged, and really many of them don't even know why. The psalmist was right to write, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Our founding fathers understood it. We understand it. The way to be wholly independent from tyranny is to be wholly dependent on God. So today, just as those men huddled among fellow countrymen in that Continental Congress, aware of their need for a new declaration, I speak to fellow Christians and countrymen and declare our need for a new declaration, a declaration of dependence on God. I know some feel like America is already too far gone from God to ever return to Him, but we are not. I read all throughout the Scripture as Israel, who was very far away from God, returned to Him as God kept reaching for them and drawing them back to Him. America is not too far gone. I do believe we will see a revival in America just before the coming of the Lord that would rival any revival in the book of Acts. I believe we'll see a revival where our services are filled with people being born again, and our buildings are not large enough to hold everybody who's coming to be born again. That revival will begin with repentance. When we repent of our pride and our independence from God, and we draft our own declaration of dependence, our declaration of dependence on God. I'd like to pray, and I'd like to thank the Lord, first of all, for the privilege to be a part of this nation and to be able to celebrate our freedoms we have, namely our religious freedom, to be able to worship God as we choose. And for those who choose not to worship God, that is a freedom that's afforded to you thanks to our founding fathers and their understanding of freedom. So I'd like to thank God for His grace and giving us these freedoms and then ask Him to help us as a nation to turn back to Him, to repent of our sin and our independence from Him and acknowledge and admit our dependence on him and ask him to lead our nation into revival. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for your goodness. Thank you, God, for your grace. Thank you for the freedoms we enjoy in this nation. Thank you for all of those who are listening around the world. God, I pray let America be a beacon of hope for freedom, for independence, for liberty, for the opportunity to worship you freely without reprisal. I do pray today, Jesus, you would please help us as a nation to turn back to you. Help us, God, to repent of our pride, of our independence from you. And with our lives and with our words, help us to declare our dependence on you. I ask you today, Lord Jesus, bring revival to America. Fill people with your spirit. Draw us close to you, I pray. I give you thanks for the freedom we have. And I give you thanks for the goodness you show to us as we come back to you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in, Simplified listeners. I do want to give a shout out to the Virginia District. Thank you so much for your kindness to me, allowing me to come and be a part of the camp, for driving me up the mountain so I could see Monticello for myself. Thank you so much for your hospitality to me. 
and for your response to the presence of God. It was a great week, so thank you so much. And I know there were some at the camp who wanted to purchase a copy of Simplify but could not. If you or anybody else who's listening would like to purchase a copy of the devotional Simplify that launched this podcast, you can purchase that at PentecostalPublishing.com. You could also purchase it on Amazon. It's available for Kindle. Next week, I'm going to share with you a devotion called The Toughest Job in the World. I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next week. And always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify.